at the end of the day, I feel like Love Jones is just a black movie. Love Jones it, is it just- It does have some quotables though. It do, but black people quote everything. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Welcome to Curry Gumbo, the podcast where we discuss black culture. While we do privilege visual culture, we, oh, you know, we will read a book. Yes, you know, we I have will. Recommendations. You know, <laughs> we'll, you know, we'll we'll send y'all the email about the book club. So, so yes, yes, yes. And for today's episode, well, first of all, I'm Ashley. I'm Nicole. And today we are talking about the 1997 film Love Jones, directed by Theodore Witcher. And I'm really excited because Love Jones is one of my favorite movies. Me too. Um, it, you know, features one of my favorite crushes. Larissa oh, was probably hey, my favorite. I was gonna say, first I thought you were gonna say something about Nia Long. I have never, I have never had a crush on Nia Long. She has always been one of my favorite actresses, however, but, um, no girl crush, no girl crush on Nia Long. I was probably, maybe when I was younger, I was jealous of her because she was, um, Will Smith's girlfriend in Fresh Prince. I might've been jealous, (laughs) but you know, the conversations that are had about Love Jones really upset me. First of all, it is considered a cult classic. It's not overrated. I don't think, I feel like in order to be a cult classic, I feel like if we are, if we are understanding black culture as a cult or as a, as, as a collective that is, um, that like isn't in the mainstream, then sure. But I just don't see, I, I just feel like Love Jones is a black classic. You to think call cult, it a cult classic is- Is that offensive to you? It's not offensive, it's just incorrect. I just what? feel like it's, inc- I feel like it's popular among black people. Cult movies are not popular. So what is a cult, like a, a general cult classic? I feel like, because when I, I hear to, that, I, I, I think mean. of movies like like Clueless or see. I don't think Clueless is a like. I feel like that's that was a popular movie so and it has people, a popular following. So Let what do people see. consider a cult classic? Do you remember that movie? Was it called Joe's Apartment with all those roaches? Oh, I never seen seen. But do you know what I'm talking about? Not really. Okay, well, to me, that's a that's a cult classic. I always, I always thought that um, teen movies kind of were given the term cult classic, like teen movies that people loved. Okay, a cult film or cult movie, also commonly referred to as a cult classic, is a film that has acquired a cult following. Cult films are known for their dedicated, passionate fan base, which forms an elaborate subculture, members of which engage in repeated viewings, dialogue quoting, and oh. audience participation. That's everything black. Like, mean is Friday a cult girls. movie? Me is mean, like, to me, Mean Girls is just a popular movie. That's well, not a cult. we like it, though. So I'm trying to think of what would be a black mainstream movie. 
If See, but also the question needs to be asked, what is a black movie? Because to me, oh, Men, Men in Black is a black movie to me. Men in Black. Oh, Will Men Smith? in Black is a black movie to me. I don't care what nobody say. Uh, Kiss the Girls is a black movie to me. The Color Purple is a black movie to me, even though oh, it was yeah, directed. Yes. Even though it was directed by a white man, The now, Color Purple is a black a movie classic? to me. That has some quotables. I don't. That just that is a main right now. That is a mainstream. <laughs> there, even though it's very popular, there are a lot of people who haven't seen it. They heard about it, but haven't really. They not black down. They not black. I don't care what they are not black. I mean, that's a long. That's a hard movie to actually sit sit down and watch the whole thing from beginning to end that's that's a challenge it is very much so a challenge but i'm just telling you if you have not seen the color purple i would assume if there if you if you don't know about it no i think people and, people know about it they know the references they see the memes but to actually to say have we actually sat and watched it from beginning to end i don't think a lot of people have done that there's a I, few there's a few there's, how I guess, old do you think those people, people are? How old do you think those people are? A lot. Okay, so it it think depends on generation. Um, definitely under thirty. I I wouldn't. I don't think yeah. they under thirty. Then. Down. Like it's it's the kids who don't watch. What what would it be called? Like regular television. Like the kids because I just remember the color purple coming on on like what ABC NBC. Oh like, yeah, it was always just, on TV. But the thing is, did you actually sit and watch it? I did, but a I, lot of people you, probably you know the kid sat there and watched. A it. lot of people just turned the channel. They didn't sit and watch I color to, purple. I see. This is we need the we need we got to get the data research team on this because <laughs> I need the numbers. <laughs> I need the percentages of the people, and I need to know where they at, and I need to know what's going on because I need to see them in my office. But uh, other conversations that are being that were being had about Love Jones is that um, it was the first film that featured black culture that wasn't about the hood. In so many words, that's what a lot yeah. of people said. And that really angered me because speaking of The Color Purple, you're asking me to forget about The Color Purple. She's got to have it. School days. I've never seen yeah. Purple Rain. But was Purple Rain about the hood? No, it's about Prince. It's about his life. I figured as much. So, but I didn't know like, so Purple Rain, you, I, you're forgetting about that. You're forgetting about coming to America. You're forgetting yeah. about Waiting to Exhale. You're forgetting about the House Party movies. You're forgetting about Daughters of the Dust. Boomerang, A Thin Line Between Love and Hate, The Preacher's Wife, The Nutty Professor. And I would argue that all of these are somewhat popular film in, oh, that, the, in that the New York Times would have known about them and may well, have yeah. done a review of them. So yeah, in the mid and early 90s and in the late 90s, you do have Boys in the Hood. You do have Menace to Society. You got Juice. You got Above the Rim. You got, you have a lot of hood films. But I feel like Black people, um, when they thought about themselves in film, they didn't limit themselves to like the South Central, yeah. you know, Compton, John Singleton era, you know? Like Spike Lee is a thing, Spike but I will say that I feel like 
the Love Jones Love Jones does do something for black dramedies. Cause I feel like we see a, a wave of that coming after Love Jones. Cause you yes. see the best man, you see two can play that game. Brown, you see brown, sugar. brown sugar. You see people who love are- Love and basketball was after. Was love after and basketball. You see black people who are in these more so creative fields. Um, people who are not struggling financially. Um, you see that, you see a lot of that. And you see the main focus is the love story. So I'll give them that. Yeah, the article, the New York Times article you sent me, they call, they call them bougie. That made Child. Me. Like when they go to that club and they're stepping, she calls mm -hmm. that like what a jitterbug. I was like, girl, what? Oh. Like there's no mention of gangs and all the other Chicago violence. I'm like, really? Bitch. That's the first and thing th you thought about? That's the, you, exactly. And then she says something to the effect of like, they go to this bar um, where they go and listen to like beat poets. Spoken word is a thing. Spoken yeah. word is a very black thing. Use the language of the people in the review. I mean, she just was not establishing her credibility here. We don't trust her. We, she is not, <laughs> she can't be trusted. Girl, no. Well, since you mentioned it, have you ever gone to a spoken word cafe or? I have. What's the one in Atlanta? I've been Apache? to one. North, okay, I didn't go to that one. I went to one in North Decatur. I went to Apache. I'm not a spoken word girl. I have said yeah. this. I have said this, but I will support like, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a writing program now and I am, a fan a fan of you know the spoken word kids here or the you know the slam poets as some people might say I I am a legit fan but I don't want to go to a club I don't want to go to a you don't want to snap your fingers I do not I don't want to snap my fingers I don't I don't but I don't want to go to a club where the music isn't the main course oh that's just me i'm not like i'm not gonna i don't wanna i don't want to go there it didn't feel like a club because everyone was sitting down it was like tables and chairs and it just seemed like there should have been food <laughs> i don't remember if it was or not i don't think there was like real food but it seemed like a, a dinner show that's whatever that's what it gave me I mean I will go to dinner theater <laughs> but there I guess it's it's also probably because I guess it's something that's a part of my professional life mm -hmm. and my academic life I'm not gonna be at ease there I don't, you know, but you know, I say that and I would like for film to be a part of my professional life and I can go see a movie all day. You know, I just, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't know if for me, I feel like it requires a lot of judgment too. Like I, oh, you, you know, sit back and listen to the poetry. If I sit back and listen to the poem, I'm immediately going to be, I mean, even after the young lady who, you know, who, um, gosh, I'm forgetting her name, but the, 
um, the at the inauguration, the inaugural poem. Oh, Amanda. Amanda Gorman. I was sitting there like going, mm, see that mm, word choice. I do, okay. Oh, Ooh, yeah, that was good that. right there. That was great right there. Mm, she could have said that. Too. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do yeah. that when I'm chilling. I don't want to do that. Like, I, I guess my mind, I'm immediately thinking about the workshop space. I'm like, man, if we would have got okay. this poem in workshop, what would we have done with it? I ain't trying to do that when I'm chilling. I just don't need to be there. <laughs> but they call me brother to the night. And right now, I'm the blues in your left eye. Nina and Darius, they meet at the spoken word spot. Um, Darius does this impromptu, impromptu poem about Nina. And they um, they don't exchange numbers. I think she just thanks them for the poem and mm -hmm. they just leave. I don't know if it's the next day or a couple of days later, she's at a record store and um, she runs into Darius's friend who was also at the club mm -hmm. who owns or works at the record shop. And Darius comes in and he sees her there Nina buys a record and leaves. Darius gets her address and phone number off the check that she writes mm -hmm. for her purchase. Mm -hmm. Now, is there anything a guy has done to get your attention that was borderline creepy? Because when Darius showed up at her door, I don't, I don't know if like call the police, but maybe she liked him. So she didn't call the police. Like, is there something that <laughs> there's never crazy. been anything like stalkerish that has happened to me ever at all? Now, some people there have been people who have done things to get my attention that angered me quite a bit, but not to get my attention in the, when they, they didn't know me, they knew me very well and they knew what would anger me, so they did something that would get oh, my attention. Perfect. But it's you know, I haven't had anyone to, um, you know, resort to stalker behavior in order to get in order to get my attention no but i don't how did you feel about that scene how did you feel about it was super creepy yeah how you show up at her spot and just knock on the door really like i'm surprised mean, she didn't call the police i knew she wasn't gonna call the police because i knew she would i knew she liked him because when she left the record store, she turned around and I could tell she was thinking, is he gonna come out that record store and, and give it attempt number two? No, okay, I'm just gonna go home. Well, that's but that doesn't problem. warrant him, that, that doesn't give him the right to just show up. But yeah, I, you know, Darius, I mean, he just, you know, he understand boundaries. When we, you know, even in the first, when we when they first meet each other and he, you know, goes up there and performs that that piece about about not love <laughs> she i have is, a lot of issues with darius they'll come up with this conversation <laughs> like he is not worried about you know consent is not a conversation that we were having in the 90s so Obviously. that's all i'm gonna say about that Sheila would have lost her job. 
Exactly. He ain't right. So one of my issues that I've, when I watched this before, I always thought this was a nice love story. Mm-hmm. But watch it again. Oh, draining. One issue I have is that they never define the relationship. Mm. So the whole time they're like, oh, we're, well, Darius, we're just kicking it. We're just chilling. Nina, she, well, she's just broke up with her ex. So she's not even, she doesn't feel like she's in a place to start a new relationship. But this is why I don't understand how this is a love story, but anyways. I feel like they are having conversations about their partnership with everyone else. You know, Nina is talking to Josie. Yeah. Um, But even then in the cab ride, she's like, no, it's not serious. You know, it's just, you know, he's not serious. Mm -hmm. And even Darius with his friends, he's like, no, like it's, we're just kicking it. It's just not. I mean, they both lying. They both lying. And even when they get together, they're lying about what it is that they're doing. And, you know, when she, when, what's her ex-fiance's name? Oh, I don't forgot. I know his real name, uh, Khalil Kane. Well, Khalil, you know, when he comes back in the picture and she's stuck between you know, living with him in New York and, 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 you know, relishing in this budding relationship with Darius, even that conversation is like tense in that no one is being honest at all. Yeah. When she says, you know, I need to go to New York to figure some things out. And he's like, oh, it's a dude up there in New York. And she's like, I just have to, you know, see where things go. I just have to give it the attention that it needs. I feel like that would have been the appropriate time to discuss what's going on. But I think she was waiting for him to stop her. But he, which is a dangerous said, thing. Should <laughs> she shouldn't have done that? But then, even when she explained, she was like, "I'm just, I'm letting you know because I don't want to play any games. I'm not trying to play games." And he was just like, "Well, it's okay. Like, you know, it's just he just kind of shrugged it off, like they weren't anything serious." Well, I think she was waiting on him to. She was waiting on him to tell her that they were. And he which did. is which is unfortunate because I feel like the way she in hindsight I I'm hoping that she understands that has she gone into that conversation saying I need to know what it is that you and I are doing so that yeah. I can make the right so I can make the right moves here we're having a good time but do you see this going anywhere because if so you know and maybe that doesn't sound all that attractive to somebody but that's honest that's honest you know she should have been like um what sylvie have have a fiance have a fiance (laughs) she didn't have one at that time she was she was an ex-fiance she couldn't even find her ex-fiance to give the ring back damn she'd be like 
Sylvie and Sylvie's love. You know I have a fiance. Come on now. <laughs> I have a fiance for God's sake. I also have some other unfinished business that I need to take care of. Some do. So when when do you know you're over an ex? So does she need to go to New York? Because she's there in Chicago. So that's not like it's kind of fun. I mean, it's it's a train ride, but it's not, you know, down the street or the next city over. It's, it's not. So do you think that was, is necessary? I would like to cut Nina some slack because to answer your question, no, I don't think it's necessary, but it's complicated in her case because you're... I don't, I feel like it's difficult to make the right decisions when you're in transitional spaces. And both of them are, because this is, I've, I've thought about this and I've been thinking about this for the past 20 years, okay? Yeah, I'm heading on back over to the office to get the rest of my thing. I can't believe I'm finally up out of that. Hey, but y'all don't worry about it. Darius is leaving his job to focus on writing his book. Mm-hmm. Nina is fired from her job. Yeah. Darius and his relationship with Felicia has ended. And you can tell from the dialogue in the film that this was an important woman in his life. That relationship is over. Nina is just getting over. Like she just recently breaks off things with her fiance. She's moving to a new place. Darius has always been in Chicago. She's moving to a new space. So even though both of them are in the space, are in this like out of bounds, new space, she has really been forced into a transitional space. You know, had yeah, things been going it. well with her fiance, she probably would be on her way to getting married. Had things been going well at her job, she probably would have still been there. You know, mm -hmm. she's least she's subletting an apartment like nothing is stable for her right now. So sometimes when you're in spaces like that, where you don't know where your next check, you don't know where your next check is coming from. You don't know, um, you know, where you're going to be living. You don't know. I'm not saying that she was in, you know, she um, was financially insecure. I'm not saying that at all, but I do think that there's a there's a, a precarity to your finances when you don't have a steady gig. So when you're in that headspace, sometimes you're not making the right decision. So I can understand her going back to something that's stable. You know, I don't have to, I don't have to work with this fiance. I know yeah. this man. You think she went to kind of see if they could I guess work work again their relationship could work or I think she went because she like a lot of people feel like you owe something to a relationship that has lasted a long yeah, time and when you have been with someone or even when you've been with a comp like not even in a romantic space but it, you know I've I don't want to leave this job I've been here for 10 years I feel like I I owe it to myself to see this thing through it's like no Make I don't sure it's like over over yeah I I think that people exploit time in that way all these years together you don't know why you're here all we have Marvin is all of these years and it's just not enough. So they kind of go from this non 
defined relationship to, I guess, I don't know, they're just lying to themselves. Yeah. Can you go from, I guess, just a casual relationship to a serious one? Maybe, but in even in their case, do you feel like their situation was ever casual? They they were lying to themselves. Yeah. They, they kept saying it, but I guess they just weren't being honest. Yeah. Well, for me, what I've realized about myself is that words matter. Mm-hmm. So I have been in a situation years ago where this guy was like, Darius, oh, just come chill, hang out, blah, blah, blah. So in my mind, we're chilling, hanging mm-hmm. out, blah, blah, blah. And then six months later, he like, he says relationship. I'm like, what? <laughs> Wait, excuse me? <laughs> and then he was like, but we do everything people in, in relationships do. And like, he, he had a point. But I, real, I realized this years later that words are important to me. If you don't give me the language up front, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna take it serious. I don't care like what we do. Like I need, I need language. Like if I was Nina and Darius is just, if you, I don't, no matter what he's doing, if he's saying, you know, oh, we're just, you know, we're just casual. It's no big deal. I'm thinking he really thinks it's no big deal. But he didn't say that to Nina. Well, until he, he, go ahead. When she, when she told him he was going to New York. But that's what I'm saying. That's the only time he said that. He, I, I feel like they were, they were doing the work yeah. of building a relationship. And then the only reason he said that was to save face. Right. But for me, if I was Nina, once he says that, in my mind, I'm like, this isn't, like, he's not serious about me. That's how but I But you think. just told them you was going to be with another dude. So you not, if, if someone says to me, <laughs> if someone says to me, Hey girl, I'm about to go be with my ex-partner um, just for a little bit because I have to see where things are going. I'm like, dang, am I not, you know, if, am I not bringing it to you strong enough for you? Because I'm, I'm hoping, and this is silly of me, but I'm hoping that I'm your world right now. I'm hoping that I, you know, if we are, if, if we are under the assumption that you know this ain't a polyamorous situation you know we we into monogamy right now this is monogamous thing going on so if you if you are coming to me and telling me that i have to go and and explore things in this relationship that i can't compare to right now because you've been with this other person for a long time i'm assuming you know that you're willing to uproot your life and those words mean a lot to me too so I'm like I don't know okay I guess we are kicking it I guess like, then I would be like Sylvie having I haven't I'm engaged you knew <laughs> that I just you knew that I was engaged you knew you have kissed me I have I have a fiance my god you shouldn't have made me them cheese omelets this is going to be Darius's fault I can see how this conversation is going Oh, cause Darius, uh, okay. So then Nina gets back from New York and then, well, her and her ex, obviously it's not working out. She, she realizes the toasted oats. Hey, 
Where are my toasted oats? Huh, I finished the box this morning. Oh, you couldn't eat the damn Captain Crunch, could you? He was pissed about them toasted also them whack-ass cabinets. Boy, bye. So she realizes that her and her ex, there's nothing there. So she's back on the train, back to Chicago. There's something there. It's called trash. <laughs> she sees Darius out and about with another girl. Lisa. Which Darius is trash for. What? <laughs> what was he supposed to do? I mean, like, how long... Like, well, about this, this movie doesn't give you any time frames. So I'm thinking she was- But even if it was the next day, you went over there to be with somebody to jump in a relationship. We ain't gonna do Lorenz now. We ain't gonna do Lorenz. So Darius is (laughs) kicking it with another young lady. Mm Mm-hmm. So Nina decides to kick it with Darius's friend. So wrong. Now, okay. Wrong. I think it was wrong. Until I thought about it. And I'm like, if Darius isn't saying, you know, I want us, I want to date you. I want us to be in a relationship. I want to, you know, I want to be serious with you. She can't be mad if someone else comes and is like, I want to take you out on a date. You mean he can't be mad if someone else comes and says that? Yeah, because he didn't. Well, yeah, he can't. I yeah, but I can be upset if if you're bringing that to my friend group. If Darius asked Josie out, I feel like Nina would have felt betrayed by Darius and Josie alike. Why are you going out with Wood? You don't even like him. Y'all are not even compatible. When they were, he drives a hearse, meaning the relationship is dead on arrival. Oh, that's your car, right? Uh, no, no, the, the hearse, the gray one, that's, that's my car. When they were in that hearse on the way to the little house party that he didn't tell her anything about. Yeah, you he know, was wrong for that. They were, when they were driving, I was like, gosh, this, just the setup. They couldn't put... Um, they couldn't put her in a booster chair because the height difference is just ridiculous. Like it, it just felt unsettling to my eye. But then I thought, this is obvious. This is on purpose. Like not only are they in a car that transports something that is not living. Like so, this this relationship will never thrive because it's dead. Like it's it came dead you know, but they're not even, they're not compatible in any way. And they're not supposed to be visually compatible at all. Yeah. They show up at the house party. Nina's embarrassed. I would be too. And if she knew, and if she didn't feel guilty, she wouldn't have been embarrassed. If she, if Nina, if, if Nina was dating Bob in a, you know, from who worked in an accounting firm and she <laughs> ran into she ran into Darius at the grocery store there would have been less embarrassment yeah so they show up at the party obviously Darius is there and Nina storms outside she's <laughs> mad at Wood and like take me home now and he's like no so then she goes off and she just walks off so Darius is like where's Nina and then he goes off and follows her. They have this is the only time they kind of have like a conversation. Yeah. Because it's like they're they're mad at each other, but they don't know why. And then Nina finally says, You should have just told me 
you were seeing somebody else. Which again, now I guess they're both at fault because no one is no one is defining anything. Yeah, like all you had to do is tell me you were seeing somebody else. How did I know that you were even back from New York? Right. And willing to establish a relationship with me? What call did you get? It just felt you like- She wasn't back with her ex. Like Exactly. You know. I just wish, and you know, in, a, in an interview that the director did, he's saying that, you know, it's the first film. So there were some problems with the script. I, you know, I wonder like when you workshop this with your peers, you know, what was the take with some of the women? Because I, I feel like, you know, sometimes like Nina is just being so unrealistic here. Like she's being just. No, I think, I think the unrealistic part was dating his friend. I've, I feel like that is that is realistic in that I want to get your attention. Okay. I want to get your attention. But to make this make sense, because to me, I'm like, damn, Nina, like, what the hell are you doing? Like, what? I feel like, you know, maybe she could have been attempting to get into Darius's spaces. Maybe she could have called him. Maybe she could have, you know, and then he he turned away her advances because he was dealing with Lisa or he turned them away because he missed the call because he was with Lisa or he, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just felt yeah. like Nina, you did not make the attempt to be with this man. So how was he supposed to know that he wasn't supposed to dating anyone else? No, I do think this poor communication is very realistic. Like I'm not, yes. I'm not mad at the script for that. I think yes. it's very, very yes. normal to have poorly communicate, to not say what you feel, to be mm. mad and don't know why you're mad. And then just blurt out, I saw you with another girl. And he'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? I, I can totally see that happening yes. in real life. Yeah, you're right. So then how they end up back together? She calls him and says, you want to go step? Oh, yeah. Right. And then she mentions that this was a real date. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I took you dancing before. And she's like, bump on it, grind it, and a reggae club <laughs> is not a real date. Those dancing scenes, when they're in the reggae club, and he's just standing there, like, watching her sway back and forth. It felt like let your guard down, Darius, and, and dance with her. Like they were never in, in that scene, it just felt like it took him a while to join a relaxed space with her. Which feels very, I don't I don't know if it's an exact replica of the relationship, but that tells me like we're not on the same page here. We're not connected we're not agreeable right now and then when they go stepping you could see like they're not as natural as those other couples on that floor who look like honey we win competitions when we step we know what we doing you know what I'm saying we've been partners for a while it takes them a minute to get into the groove of things which is a reflection of the relationship like it's it's taking us a minute 
to find our groove, but it, but it doesn't take, it doesn't take all that long, you know? And so then after that, that's when you get the montage of them running through the park and having dinner and going to the, going to the club, going to the spoken word club together. I liked how they use the dancing to mimic where they're at in the relationship. That they never defined. Because <laughs> they went on a date after, after what, like three months and then they broke up, <laughs> came back together and, and now they're on their first date three months later. So when they, they go back to her place and she wants Darius to sleep on the couch do you think is it possible to go backwards because they had already been intimate yeah yeah i feel like you ain't got to do nothing you won't do you know but i don't understand the purpose of having him be in the home like he could have just went home yeah because like did he live far do you see what i'm saying about the unreasonable like you could have just went why don't you just go home like was it was, was there a monsoon outside? Yeah, they didn't they couldn't explain that better. It could have been like a storm. Yeah, I mean, like what? Know it. I don't want you, you know it. Um, it's storming really bad. You can just stay on the couch, you know. Exactly. Tell me yeah, what's going on. Like, Cause I don't know. Maybe that's a deleted scene, child. Maybe. When she went to New York the first time to see her ex, she mm-hmm. was also there to um, I guess pitch some look for some job opportunities with her photography and so she goes back to Chicago but then she gets some she gets a job opportunity in New York so now she's off back in New York Mm -hmm. working not with the ex and a year goes by so even then even then Josie calls Darius and tells him Nina is going to be on the train mm-hmm. and he has attitude mm-hmm. like and you're telling me this because she was like uh, I thought you might want to know and see her off he, what was the point of Josie Josie also encouraged her to date Wood just tell me the point of Josie just tell me the point she's a friend so all right remember we had the conversation of, of People having friends. Well, we said Monica from Love and Basketball had no friends. None. None. No, but anyway, Darius so- had all the real friends. I know. So Nina's been in New York working, and she ends up. A year goes by. She ends up back in Chicago. Goes to the same um, club, spoken word club, and looking for Darius. But she doesn't see him, but he's there. She just doesn't see him. And she reads a poem. So the end of the night, of course, Darius is like, Nina. She's like, Darius. And the rain is falling. And then they hug and they kiss in the rain. And that's how the movie ends. Nice, happily ever after movie. I was watching Batman Returns, which is my favorite Batman. I really love Tim Burton, okay? And I really love Michael Keaton, okay? Michael Keaton is Bruce Wayne. Michelle Pfeiffer is Catwoman. That's when it came out in 94? 90s, a long time ago, okay? You know, for much of the movie, they don't know that, you know, 
the other's alter ego. They don't know, Selena doesn't know that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Bruce Wayne doesn't know that Selena is Catwoman. And so they go on this date um, at his house, but it, it ends prematurely. And they meet again at this Christmas party. And he says to her, you know, they're dancing. And he says, why did you come here tonight? And she says, oh, well, you go first. And he says, to see you. Like immediately, like before she could even get her question out, he says to see you. And I, I just adore moments like that, where it's, you know, I'm not worried about my pride right now. I'm just going to be honest with you. I know what you want to hear. And I'm going to go ahead and give it to you because not only is it true, but I'm not worried about how I look. I'm not worried about looking like a chump right now. I came here to see you, you know, and when Nina and Darius are under that bridge and she says, how are we going to do this? I don't know. I live in New York. I don't care. Like, I ain't worried about that. Like girl, like before she can get anything, I don't know how we're going to do it. I live in New York. I don't care. I ain't worried about that. This is exhausting because now they had he had like a whole year. Well, now I mean, he we wants. To... We cannot be crying over lost time. It's like true. Well, I am happy that Nina was able to get her career going. Yes, because when we when we meet her, she's she got fired from her job. And then she goes to New York with her ex and he's, he's kind of like, you don't have to really support. Yeah. I don't have to work. And she's just like, but I'm not, there's not the type of life I want. And then she goes back to Chicago, you know, trying to figure things out. So I'm glad that we see her with an established job, a job that she likes, that she's not just following a man Mm-hmm. and just being like okay I'm just gonna be with you and whatever work I can find I'll just do it I'm happy she got her dream job and her love hey y'all hope you enjoyed the show hit us up on Instagram at curry gumbo hope to see you next week bye see you guys soon later alligator <laughs> <laughs>